0: Hello, everybody. This is Joseph P. Farrell with News and Views from the Nefarium on Thursday, very late on Thursday, September twenty second, 2016. I want to talk about the recent, quote-unquote, mistaken American bombing of Syrian forces, the Russian response, and some very disturbing news out of Germany that you may not have caught. Uh, I'm doing this because, um, I don't know about you, but I'm just about fed up with this mainstream Washington, D.C. narrative that everything going on in Syria, or for that matter, the Ukraine, is Russian aggression. Because I think by now it's fairly clear to those of you who've been following the alternative media that the United States has been propping up ISIS. And now it's a matter of official policy by essentially, I think, a criminal government to bring in and import refugees ad nauseum, and importing the worst kind of potential for terrorist activity in Europe and in the United States. So in other words, there is a global agenda going on here, and Russia is calling a halt to it. And that's really what I want to talk about. I'm going to start out with a story from Fars News. Now normally, I would not even be talking about any news whose source would be things like Al Jazeera or Fars News. Um, I have about as much use for those news sources as I do for CBS, CNN, Fox, and so on and so forth. But in this context, it's the context of the rest of the story that I think gives credence to what Fars News is saying, but I'll let you be the judge of that. The headline from Fars News is 30 Israeli foreign intelligence officers killed in Russia's caliber missile attack in Aleppo. Now, this is important because after the United States supposedly mistakenly bombed uh, Syrian military positions in and around Aleppo, Russian warships targeted a, a coordination center in Aleppo with their caliber cruise missiles, all right? and took out that facility, and now it's being claimed in Fars News that a number of foreign intelligence officers were dead as a result of this attack, including some Israelis. Listen to this, quote, The Russian warships fired three caliber missiles at the foreign officers' coordination operations room in da- in the Dar-Ezza region and in the western part of Aleppo, Near the Samam Mountain, killing 30 Israeli and other Western intelligence officers, the Arabic language service of Russia's Sputnik News Agency quoted battlefield sources in Aleppo as saying on Wednesday. So in other words, ultimately here, the source is the Russian online magazine Sputnik. The operations room is located in the western part of Aleppo province in the middle of Sky High, Saman Mountain, and Old Caves. The region is deep into a chain of mountains. Several, listen carefully now, several U.S., Turkish, Saudi, Qatari, and British officers were also killed along with the Israeli officers. The foreign officers who were killed in the Aleppo operations room were directing the terrorist attacks in Aleppo and Idlib. All right, and that's it from Forrest News. Now, now, notice this. American, Turkish, Saudi, Qatari, British, and Israeli. So, in other words, a who's who of the countries who are fronting for Mr. Global and all of these destabilization efforts. All right, now let's turn to... The Daily Informer, a very lengthy article there, and I'm going to be reading several paragraphs from this article because I believe this is very, very important. Um, This article is titled, Russia Issues New Rules of Engagement in Syria. Any aircraft threatening the Syrian army will be shot down. Now, folks, that means American, British, Israeli, Turkish, Saudi, Qatari, whoever, Russia says you're now fair game. Quote, after the United States and coalition aircraft attacked Syrian army positions by mistake, which killed 62 and injured over 100 Syrian soldiers, Russia says the next mistake will be the pilot's last, as new rules of engagement are now in effect. The Russian defense ministry said that the aircraft which carried out the bombings, (coughs) excuse me, had entered Syrian airspace from the territory of Iraq. Four strikes against Syrian positions were, were performed by two F-16 jets and two A-10 Warthog support aircraft, it's added. If the airstrike was caused by the wrong coordinates of the targets, then it's a direct consequence of the stubborn unwillingness of the American side to coordinate with Russia in its actions against terrorist groups in Syria, Kononchenkov stressed. Now, this is this is a Russian Defense Ministry spokesman, all right? The defense uh, ministry also confirmed a report by SANA that an Islamic State offensive began right after the Syrian army positions were hit from the air. In other words, it was coordinated. Immediately after the airstrike by coalition planes, Islamic State militants launched their offensive. fierce fighting with the terrorists is currently underway in the area of the airport where for a long time humanitarian aid for civilians was parachuted. Now, in other words, folks, what I'm suggesting to you here. And what I think the Russians are making very clear is that the airstrike, or pardon me, their missile strike on the command center at Aleppo was in response to this mistaken bombing of Syrian army positions, which was coordinated with a new ISIS uh, offensive against the Syrian army. All right? Now, this is where it gets interesting. This is where the narrative begins to break down. And again, folks, i got to be quite honest with you. I'm trusting the Russian version of events here more than I am the American, all right? Quote, the U.S. says its attack stopped as soon as Russia notified the American side that they had been hitting the Syrian military, but that does not fit the facts. According to both Russian and Syrian Army reports, the American jets were repeatedly told that they were attacking the wrong side, but continued attacking until aircraft were painted by Russian S-300 anti-aircraft missile systems. It was only after the surface-to-air missile locked onto the aircraft that they cut off the attack." Now, folks, I'll tell you why I personally have extreme difficulty viewing the American explanation as having been a mistake. Number one... If it were, then the Russian military would have done exactly what this article says they did, and that is repeatedly contact the Americans and say you're bombing the wrong targets. If the bombing continues, then you paint it with the anti-aircraft radar and and target it for your anti-aircraft system. So in other words, the Russian version of the story here makes sense. The American does not. And the American does not make sense for yet another reason, and that reason is that You have, obviously now, today, with smart bomb technology and so on, you are reliant on satellites and global positioning, all right? And global positioning would have given the Americans precise knowledge of where the Syrian army was and where legitimate targets were. So, in other words, I'm simply not buying, at a surface level, the American explanation, all right? Now, let's continue. Quote, after the attack, the U.S. told Russia and Syria that they would investigate how this mistake happened and report back. No report was forthcoming. So, (coughs) pardon me, so both Russia and Syria requested and were granted an emergency meeting of the UN Security Council for the purpose of the U.S. explaining why it attacked the Syrian army. The meeting was convened over the weekend, but rather than provide an explanation, U.S. ambassador to the U.N., Samantha Powers, got up and walked out of the meeting. No explanation forthcoming from the U.S. And to me, folks, this is very ironic. I remember the days of Adlai Stevenson during the Cuban Missile Crisis telling uh, Vladimir Zorin, the Soviet ambassador, that the United States and the rest of the world would wait till hell froze over until the Soviet Union explained what was going on with the pictures in Cuba, which clearly showed Soviets basing nuclear weapons in Cuba. Now the shoe's on the other foot, and Russia is is saying, we're going to wait for, for hell to freeze over, you owe us an explanation, and of course the U.S. has none, gets up and walks up. Now, this is going to be significant in a moment, because at the very end of this, I'm going to suggest that there might be a very, very delicate ba- dance and game going on here, and Russia is trying in almost desperation to convince the United States, you've got to start dealing rationally, insanely. All right. Quote, we are reaching a really terrifying conclusion for the whole world that the White House is defending the Islamic State. Now there can be no doubts about that, unquote, the RIA Novosti News Agency quoted Russian Foreign Ministry spokeswoman Maria Zakharova as saying, Now folks, that's a bombshell. The Russian Foreign Ministry is now coming right out and saying it is official White House all the way up to the top support in Washington, D.C. for a group of people that it itself has identified as a terrorist organization. So in other words, it's the old double game, and this is the same group of people importing behind all of these refugees, importing ISIS into uh, their countries. This is a suicidal policy, and for those of you on the left, don't bother writing me. I'm tired of hearing from you people. The U.S. and its coalition are in fact, and again, this is Russia, covering for ISIS, and then the end for that is near. Russia issued new rules of engagement today, instructing its air forces and surface-to-air missile batteries that they are to shoot down any aircraft threatening Syrian army forces. So the next mistake by a U.S. pilot will very likely be the last mistake that pilot makes. Once the S-300 anti-aircraft missile system locks onto an aircraft, there is no escape and no defense. The system cannot be jammed, and its missiles cannot be fooled by flares or chaff. An S-300 absolutely, positively, will hit and kill any aircraft it is fired at. Now, let me stop before I continue with my last article here and suggest what's going on. We know that the United States, at least a faction within the American government, that has been there prior to 9/11, has been in bed with terrorism. It has been in bed in close consultation with the Saudi government, and we know what they stand for. Uh, we know that this has been at least the case since 9/11. You know, if if somebody had asked me uh, in the in the days or weeks or months or even the first couple of years, after 911 if it were possible that we would ever have a president in the white house by the name of barack hussein obama i would have laughed at them all right and that tells you that something is up but i want to caution you about something else russia has very very deliberately been revealing the fact that it can interdict and interfere with nato electronics communications and control systems almost at will this began with the us donald cook incident it continued when the russians made their first intervention in syria and shut down nato pardon me nato communications they are now claiming an ability to interdict satellite communications and given the track record you know that's got to have the u.s military rather concerned so it is possible that the American airstrike may actually have been a legitimate mistake with the Russians using that radar jamming capability to have the Americans bomb the wrong thing. Who knows? I don't know. I think that would have been very risky strategy for the Russians since their, Syrian, uh, their the Syrians are their allies, and if that had been even suspected, I suspect that we would have heard From the American government to that effect by now. All right. So what it looks like to me is that Russia is is drawing the line. You do this again, we will protect the Syrian army. And if it's a mistake, it's a mistake, we will shoot you down. All right. Now, there have been lots of mistakes over there in Syria, not the least of which was the Turks shooting down that Russian fighter plane. So far, the Russians have exercised restraint, however. I want to caution you that with these new rules of engagement and with Russia striking that headquarters command center with caliber cruise missiles from its warships in the eastern Mediterranean, they have just taken the gloves off. And that's a clear signal that they are willing to use force, deadly force, to defend their Syrian ally. So the game just got ratcheted up. Now, in this context, I want to conclude with an article that should give everyone pause, and I hope the neocon crazies in Washington, D.C., and in both political parties in this country, some pause. Uh, This is an article that was shared by RT. Uh, It appeared on Russia Today and the headline of the article is stopped in their tracks us army fails to make top 3 in nato tank challenge i would actually have titled this article stopped in their tracks uh, stopped in their tracks by germany denmark and poland all right because this is what happened listen to this story quote american tank crews have failed to place failed to place in the Strong Europe Tank Challenge. And this, incidentally, is dated from May this year. So this is all the way back in May. But I I dug this story up because I wanted you to to hear what the problem is. All right. Uh, This story was sent to me by a Mr. VT. American tank crews have failed to place in the Strong Europe Tank Challenge, a competition co-hosted and sponsored by the U.S. Army Europe. The three-day event gathered the best NATO crews to compete against each other in a set of armored warfare tests. The Strong Europe Tank Challenge was jointly hosted from May 10th to 12th by the U.S. Army and the German Bundeswehr at the Grafenwehr training area in Germany. The three-day event involved crews from Denmark, Germany, Italy, Poland, and Slovenia, which each sent platoons of four tanks, and the United States, which sent two platoons of four tanks. So, in other words, the United States gets to send two platoons. Everybody else just gets to send one. (laughs) Okay. At the bottom of the article, listen to this. The German tank team took top honors, followed by the Danish tank crew in second. Third place went to Poland. The teams representing the U.S. Army, teams, the two teams representing the U.S. Army, which sponsored and advertised the event on social media, failed to make the top three. Notably, all teams were allowed to use tanks of slightly different types. The German platoon brought Leopard 2A6s, one of the best NATO-developed tanks that features a modified turret, enhanced mine resistance, and a longer main gun barrel, and et cetera, et cetera. So in other words, the U.S. Army didn't place at all in its own sponsored competition. Tactically, operationally, this is not a good sign, folks. We're too busy worried about transgendered bathrooms in the US military. And if you're going to start picking a conflict with Russia, uh, you better think that policy through again. Uh, i I really am am just amazed at at the insanity gripping Washington and uh the insanity gripping the u s military uh we'd better think and and take a step back from this neocon madness that that has gripped the establishments of both political parties in this country so that's it for today's news and views from the neferium. Don't forget, everybody, tomorrow afternoon at 2 p.m. U.S. Central Time, we have an African European Members VidChat. Hope to see a lot of you there. And the rest of you will see you on the flip side. Bye bye and God bless.